Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Adrian Mean, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello. Brian Brushwood. Grout. And uh, new engineer, we're testing out here, Mr. Oh, hold on, let me read this. Uh, Bryce Castillo. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> good, good. You're yeah, damn right. You're damn right. Will you at least act excited? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Come uh, in with a little pep in your steps. Yeah. Snakes. Off to a bad start already. <laughs> no, I think Snakes. this is a good start. Uh, happy Valentine's Day happy to all, Day. The, uh, all, all the Valentines yes, out there. Yes, Justin, I say yes. God, oh, you're just wishing me happy Valentine's yeah. Day. I wish That's everybody a happy Valentine's Day. I hope uh, everybody has right. a fun. I hope, I hope uh, you get a little candy heart, and I hope you write a little Valentine to your Valentine. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. Andrew, uh, I, I choo choo choose you. You. I was just thinking that in my head. <laughs> Look, if you slow it down, you can see the moment his heart breaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Speaking of, of things, obsession and passion and things that, uh, you know, some people love with uh, beyond all reason, but still keep faith in and, and actually not against reason. Cryptocurrency. Um, I was going to say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that too. That I remember I saw an article or some, a comment on Hacker News where there was a big thing where uh, this guy had this thread about how some people tried to so- social engineered his way to try to steal his crypto wallet. And this is a guy that had developed like a big... Um, 3d object kind of like some big you know virtual project where he had like a hundred million dollars in one of these coins so like he was a likely target they talk about somebody saying oh we want to help out with your project here's some virtual assets here's this you need so this gentleman uh detailed you know basically what happened on there about how people tried to social engineer their way into it and it was funny because you know one person a comment made somebody's like well this is why i stay away from crypto i'm like this guy made a hundred million dollars on crypto. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know that if you know, I don't know if that's a good reason to say ah, somebody could stick my hundreds of millions of dollars away, so I don't even bother crypto. I'm like, I mean, that's oh. look. The only way to get robbed of a million dollars is to make a million dollars. Yeah, so yeah, half a million dollars. <laughs> consider yeah. this guy safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like, like uh, why would I want to be a billionaire? They just take taxes, man. It's like yeah. such a yeah. headache. Yeah, I mean. It can be, and when you start, you know, when you start writing grown-up checks, it's it is, you know. Uh, you know it's it's like, it's so funny to, I don't know, be on the outside. I'm so happy that I'm out on the outside of this highly volatile emerging market of NFTs or whatever, because you could tell we're the world is still, as a whole, still learning what. Uh, cryptocurrencies even are much less what they could be spent on and along with that comes from you know like well what can you buy with it it's like well uh uh uh, you here's a company store that sells beanie babies in the form of silly nfts and then everybody who buys possibly overpays like 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 it's there's some great attention grabbing unfair headlines that 
that uh, basically boil down to somebody bought this for one Bitcoin. Now it's, you know, it would have been a hundred. He paid a hundred thousand dollars for a pizza. What a dupe, you know, that kind of the, thing. Yeah. The, the Bitcoin pizza guy. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, I didn't know. I, I thought I was just making up a thing. Oh no, there was, yeah, there was, there was, there was a famous, a famous Bitcoin pizza that, that That's amazing. is our, our, our mark in time to ex exactly how much. Cause I think uh, Andrew, if you know this, uh, uh, was it for one Bitcoin? That he bought the pizza yeah, like he for. Tipped, he like tipped. A, yeah, he tipped like a. There Bitcoin we go. Or he for tipped the pizza a Bitcoin, yeah. and uh, uh, now it's like, oh, that's a I mean, it, it's, pizza. A, it's like I have enough pain from the one time that I played a game called Magic: The Gathering, and I didn't like the way that game caused me to fight with my friends, so I gave my cards away, including a first edition Black Lotus, and so now. For the rest of my stupid life, I have to know now it's worth $100,000. Now it's worth $130,000. Now it's worth blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, uh, I hear you. I would say that I look at when I was younger when I bought stock and then I had to sell some stock because not because like, I'm like, oh, I got the market figured out, but I'm like, oh, I don't have other forms of income, but I, you know, buy stock when I have money. And so now I have to sell it and I look at it and I'm like, well, you know, I could have got a job at Walmart. You know, I could I could have worked as a door guy and kept this money or something and have been in a better position. But then it that experience made me more, more aware of value, you know, and that later on, I'm like, like, no, <laughs> you know, if I think it's got a long-term value, I don't sell, I don't give it up. And so that's the price. That was the price of saying, if I think there's things for luck where you just can't know, like, I don't know, like a card, like there's no way to know, no way you could really know. Maybe you could, I don't know. But other things you go, okay, if I think I'm right and everybody else is wrong about the value of this, then I need to stick to my guns. Yeah. And then there's the other price of like, you know, something goes up and then it goes down. And you're like, I could have sold at the time to get the thing. Yeah. But I don't, I never get like, uh, shock, shocking disclosure here. I own Tesla stock. Um, that has been one hell of a roller coaster. And I went through my Apple roller coaster where I bought Apple back in the early 2000s and watched this thing go up. And then people are like, well, this is, this is the height, you know, this is where it's going to be. And then go down and then go way up. And then with Tesla, that, that stock fluctuates wildly. But like my idea is like, I don't want to sell, I don't want to plan, I plan to hold on to it. You know, if I hold on to it for a hundred years, like I don't, I don't want to, Get, you don't need to sell stock to make money more. I just want to keep stock. So those swings, I, I could make myself sick looking at like, you know, like one of my accounts, like a Robin Hood, if I had the wrong mindset of like, well, there went my house, my first house, you know, in a day. And then you're like, yeah. but then you just get to the point where you're like, long term, do, baby. Long -term. Do, you, do you think that this is um, maybe, a, uh, maybe a weird heuristic for like, I don't know, gambling or gambling problems, gambling trends? The idea of like it because I because I, I, I feel like that makes a, in my head a pattern link between what we see what we've seen for a very long time with crypto coins and crypto trading and what we saw uh, what was that last year uh, with the the GameStop the the GameStop stock uh, diamond hands the stonks thing, the stonks and uh, you know that was not a crypto thing at all but that was a lot of like. A Russian, we're going to do this thing because this is in such a vulnerable place, and there's a lot of I, a lot of potential. I, I think I think the, the the common thread there is the internet, but I, I think that they are they are two different uh, uh, 
you know, value propositions at the very least. It, it just feels I, I, like jur- the same. Journal- journalist man says the internet may be involved of organizing it there's also there's yeah. also a uh, common thread of 20 somethings who are doing things yeah. who have I, not experienced the pain of loss yet yeah financial irresponsibility like, and those things go hand in hand uh, well, right yeah well i, I don't well, know if it was financially responsible well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I don't, oh, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, I, well, just you know, follow on Bryce's point. I do, Bryce. I think that to your point, yes. I think the danger comes in like where I made. I, I have, you know, I'd have discussions with friends who talk to me about like investing, which do at your own peril. And I'm like, you can be a trader, you can be an investor. I'm an investor. I look at something, I think that that's value, and I will determine what I think the value is and when I want to get out which means that it doesn't matter what the headlines are tomorrow or whatever else, you know, unless it's like company burns down. Um, I don't go by what the market's doing. I don't, I'm not trying to fight the market. I'm physics is what I'm trying to go of like, oh, does this technology work? Do I think it'll scale? Do I, I'll make a bet there. There's the other mentality, which is, oh, I'm going to trade it. I'm going to get my, my book on Chinese candlestick trading methods and stuff. And I'm going to try to time it and try to time all the other dummies like me. I'm not into that because, like, I just that statistically time in and time out is is kind of a fool's game, and I think that's where also people get anxiety. And I do see, I had friends that were into day trading in the '90s who had idiotic thing like strategies, like, oh yeah, if I lose a big thing, then I just I do uh, I double down my next bet. You're like that makes no sense that's at actually, all. Like, that's actually gambling. Like right. that that is that is just yeah, chasing. Well, and you you see that, but you also see the same rationales of like they talk about, uh, you know, how uh, maybe it was even Cialdini's book Persuasion, like the early studies, you know, gamblers were like, oh, do they re- they must forget their losses? No, they remember the losses and yeah. vivid details, but they explain them like, oh, it was it was an away game, you know? Oh, so and so didn't start the game, so it wasn't good. My theory was perfect. It was just that you know these things came into it, and so people will explain away their losses and stuff instead of going. Well, oh, I Im- imagine you have a theory that 99 times out of 100 is totally proven true. And every time you are right, you get $2. But the one time you're wrong, you lose $1,000. You will vividly remember that loss of $1,000, but you will have 99 other experiences upon which you can draw confirmation uh, that your theory was right uh, in general. I mean, like, uh, yeah, if again, I bet a thousand dollars that time, I would have made it. You know. Well, and, yeah. and again, it's like a, uh, the way I explain the gambling game of craps to Justin is uh, invest in everything. Everything pays forever. Just pretend nine eleven will never happen and nobody could see Always it happen. Pretend. And then, uh, and then sooner or later it does, and we're like, oh, nobody could have seen that coming. Yeah, literally a million other metaphors we could have used, but, <laughs> but it, yeah. it's it, always nine eleven. I mean. In my life, it was a fairly seminal moment. <laughs> Some of us aren't so we're blase aware, about we're it. aware, we're aware, Some of we're us aware. Never forget. We're aware. <laughs> we're aware. Yeah. Never, we don't forget. Don't worry, Mister Something Something. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, it's just it's very interesting because like NFTs and digital collectibles are, um, you know, they are handled in the same way as uh, stocks, um, and in ah, the same way. Can I? Or, or okay. Oh. Let me add. Let me add a qualifier there. Let me add a qualifier uh, there because I thought I mean, that, and okay. then, and then I looked. Yeah. I looked at. Why did Twitter add the ability to use an NFT as your logo? 
as your avatar. Well, well I, I think I think Bryce may, might be heading there, and I and I want to give okay. him runway to make his point before we talk about it. Well, I I, I just I I don't know. I make your point. <laughs> I I think there are a lot of similarities between. Um, uh, b- between gambling and stock trading and a lot of what we see with crypto, whether it's coins and currency exchanging or collectibles and, and reselling markets, even, you know, put, putting them on display. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I get that there's this idea of like, oh, hey, you know, there we can build in interoperability um, into these things. But I think that most of what has has manifested so far has been let's try to do uh, do some stock market stuff and make money and not really i haven't seen the other applications opening up banking access or i i agree that the 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 idealistic reasons for having it haven't really happened but i would argue more so now having spent a lot of time looking into this there are several different groups driving what's going on there. And from the outside, we just think that it's this thing, but there are several, like the the NFT market, a large part of you go look at OpenSea and you look at the top selling NFTs, you look at consistently what keeps selling what, their portraits, their, their artificially generated portraits, their things that people can use as an identity. And I think of the people who line up to buy stuff from Supreme, who line up to buy clothing and things of the label. It is they're trying to buy an identity because yeah. in their group, their end group, this has huge. If you have an original board ape, you know, which is one of these NFTs that came out. If you have one of these, you have one of these as your identity, then you get status and stuff. Being able to own stock or to say, I got Berkshire Hathaway may have impressed a small group of people, but you don't get a display, you don't get to show it. And that's when you look at like Twitter going to the effort of saying, hey, you could use your NFT as your avatar. And a lot of people are like, why would I do that? Because people spend so much money. At it. You got crypto punks up there, cool pets. Most of the ones look at those. Azuki is a membership club. That's I think that's what that is. There's a number of these are actually membership clubs that literally is selling exclusivity, exclusivity into groups. So that's a big thing I think we have to acknowledge is that because uh, there is the, the liquidity of these things, the trading of these things, they don't get traded as much, even though there is, as we just saw recently, this couple that got arrested, the allegation they're trying to, you know, they were trying to launder billions of dollars of crypto. And if you take a few billion dollars of cryptocurrencies that have been stolen or absconded with and people are trying to launder and move them, that also explains another factor of what's going on in these markets because I have friends that do these drops and they watch these mysterious buyers come up and buy a bunch of stuff. And then maybe it changes hands with somebody else, et cetera. So I think there's a lot of factors. But like in the, a lot of people I talk to, the sort of the younger, the 20-something ones, identity. Identity really gets wrapped into it because they want to buy that NFT to be, this is who I am. But uh- I, I guess yeah I, yeah I, I I don't disagree um but I still I, you know I just look at it all as like baseball cards and well, if and, you put it in a that's exactly base, how you should uh, look at them because that's exactly what they are they're well, beanie babies I I mean I, I don't, don't know I, that that's helpful though okay my, I, hold on hold on I'm gonna make an argument yes we can generalize at this but when you go look back at that top 10 and you say oh I want to understand what's going on in the psychology there I could use a very broad stroke Ah, oh, it's baseball cards it's beanie babies but then when I look at the number one what is it's a pro it's an avatar of a person uh-huh. second avatar of a person third avatar of a creature fourth is a membership club and I think number five is a membership club and it's all tied into identity it might be more helpful to say yes, but there's this identity thing driving it that's not present what in stocks people, or even Beanie Babies. Yes, yes, and I think Bryce, what you're identifying is the fact that because it's a volatile and explosive market, what we wind up headline seeing are 
things sold for X, things sold for Y, and that the copycat behavior on that is let me acquire a thing and let me sell a thing. Let me flip it in the same way that you can flip any number of things from houses to baseball cards to stocks, right? To like day trading and stuff like that. What I think Andrew is is uh, pointing out here, and I think and I agree with him, is the idea that if you're really looking at where the money is going, it's it's into this idea that in a digital world where anybody can be anything and anybody can create whatever life they want to and and use whatever hashtags they want to, is there something beyond that? Is there something that through money? I can signify in the same way that if I pull up in with a Dodge Stratus in front of a a, a hotel or a, a a restaurant, it's different than if I pull up in a Bugatti. Can I have that experience? Can I signify to anybody uh, uh, around that I that I have that? And I I understand. I get. I see the. I see the I see that on paper. I understand that, right? Um, we're a more digitally and and interconnected society than ever before. Um, it makes some sense that you uh, on Twitter could have a very open um, frame for whether it's an identity thing, whether it's a social club. Um, I I guess just I don't I I. I don't know why it's these thing why it's these specifically and I don't know what the social clubs are other than people who go and say look at how much money we spent to say we all spent this much money. Um so basically every conversation at Soho House. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it's the same thing that club private clubs have been because i mean i i actually think i am gonna stick firm by my idea of like digital beanie babies only because like the difference is that there are infinite they are just cranking out different ones uh, and displaying it is very important and i think that the the displaying of it is a part of the identity here's here's the number one i think that that whenever we get into a conversation about nfts it's very very easy to quantify it as one thing or another because we were at the birth of it like the the to me the biggest concept of nfts that everybody needs to understand is that this is virtualized scarcity and that is a a philosophical idea that some people i i think you know it it for whatever reason erases all these primal kind of responses within people which i find fascinating but if virtualized scarcity i mean if we just look at scarcity scarcity drives so much of of our society right like like scarcity is the, the difference between a BB, a beanie baby and a country club membership, right? Like they both rely on scarcity for why they are valuable per se, but that does not mean that a country club membership or a beanie baby are the same thing. So well, and, we, and I think that, that it's like unhelpful. This, yeah. Uh, I think it's unhelpful to say what the thing is. And instead the significant question is where we are in the evolution of the thing. And uh, I believe you are correct. For many people, we are, at the Beanie Baby phase of spending money at the company store because the concept of currency has not yet evolved into something 
that becomes a crypto as payroll for for uh, for everybody. Uh, and they're cool with that. Um, uh, there's in-group and out-group pressures. There's uh, fame and shame dynamics where if you buy in for conspicuous consumerism, similar to uh, you, you want to be seen buying your Prius or your Tesla, but you don't want to be seen selling your Prius or Tesla because uh, those are, those are uh, conspicuous designs. And the last thing you want is to be called out and told that you're buying into a fad or whatever. So once you buy in, you might get uh, uh, sensitive to that. But again, that's not what it is going to be forever or what it is. It's just where we are in the evolution of, of that process. I, 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 and I don't disagree. I think the idea of, of, of using a blockchain technology is very fascinating. I think using that tied to currencies or digital goods is fascinating. You know, um, one, in fact, one, there was an idea that I was ex actually really excited for at first that actually didn't end up being what I thought, but there's there's this band that I really like, and they do a lot of 3D scanning and uh, visual stuff, and so I turned out that they are doing some NFT project, and I thought, oh my god, that is the perfect thing for NFT. Of we'll give you an OBJ file, or we'll give you like actual digital data that is rare, that is blessed from us. It is you know a pose of them you know doing a T pose or doing some move. Um, and there's like interesting value there because it is like natively digital information. Um, you, you have like authenticity and it, that's not what it was. It was, it was MP4 files. It was movie files. Um, and it's like, that could have been, that at least is, I, I, am I'm, I'm not, I, I, I only say the, the, the beanie baby metaphor because I, uh, that's me saying what I see and I don't know. What else uh, one, is here? One hundred percent agreed. Because why we're doing this with crypto? Oh, well, because we have to. We have to crawl before we walk, but, and it's but like if it's, we people, will get to that phase. But well, for now, we're, we're just but, in the beanie baby phase. Also, people really yeah, want. We're getting a social club. Why do they? Aren't there easier ways to roll that out? Well, I, you're, we're assuming that everybody in it knows, understands what's working and what doesn't, or what does, and yeah. every that everybody's acting rationally. That we don't know, and people are doing mm -hmm. many different things. And I, I just probably try to break up my data point. That was on uh, OpenSea was the top ten. The, the things that consistently sell were identity based, and 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 people who've been really savvy have created these membership clubs. Like the the stronger identity base they get. What you saw with that band was frustrating because there is all these exciting things that could be done out there, but just it is a cash grab. It is just I read through these proposals for stuff and it's it's kind of disheartens me a bit because it is not even, hey, we're solving a problem. The only problem they're trying to solve is, wow, a lot of people have money in cryptocurrencies and we want to get that. Uh, you know, somebody pointed out in the chat, NFTs and isn't the same as crypto. I mean, the, the idea is that you use, you know, the blockchain yeah. as a way to assign ownership of a stuff. So it's related to that. But people buy, they'll buy an NFT and it's stored in an Amazon S3 bucket. And it's like, okay, this seems really Web3. There's a lot of silly things. And what you saw was like, yeah, some company, some marketing company came together and put together a plan. They went to this band and or, I'm hypothesizing here, but like, mm -hmm. Hey, we can make a bunch of money. All we have to do is call these MP4 files, you know, MP3 files. We'll call them, you know, this thing, and it's exciting. And I see people go, "Have you heard about this company doing it?" You go to their webpage. It's like, I think it's bullshit. They're, they're talking about a thing they're going to do. All they have right now is some coin they spun off of Ethereum that they're selling. And oh, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. It's like they hired a web designer. I've 
we don't want to get into details, but I talk to people because I sometimes ask to advise to people. And I talk to people who are complete idiots when it comes to technology, who raised large amounts of money based upon the fact they put together a really good presentation that other people who are equally ignorant go, oh, you, you guys, this is great. It'll be exciting. <laughs> I'm like, they're, they're not going to be able to build this. They don't know how to build it. They're so. No, this is, this is making, this is making, it's raising money and it is generating money for the same reason that from a consumer or a producer perspective, when I was uh, running Andrew's store, uh, it was always uh, a, a fun day when I would see that uh, um, all the orders were PDFs, were digital download PDFs, because it meant that I didn't have to ship anything and I didn't have to worry about our physical stock getting low and then doing a reorder. It was just money that came in. Uh, that's why from the production point of view, you're going to see everybody say, oh, sure, I'll take the 12 hours it takes to carve out whatever MP3s or JPEGs or, or, or uh, .mov files to then put through whatever process I need to, to, to make money. But that's the easy idea, right? The, and I think why it is instructive for Andrew to be pointing out, like, but look at what's actually selling it is the idea of, and, and Bryce, to your point, why do they need to do uh, them as NFTs? Because the medium is the message. It, it, it defines you more. It makes you more of something to say, I bought this as an NFT because it's not the Soho House. It's not the country club. It is this specific online tribe and the, and the price to get into that. The, the definition of the tribe itself is through the purchase of these things. I Hey, can we stop knocking Soho House? It's a very nice establishment. <laughs> so, I really like good Soho lecture House. series. I like it's Soho House. It's a nice House. casual place to meet people. You know, it's it's just you know that mechanism, right? The mechanism of okay, uh, this we're we're building a social club that has X, you know, requirement to entry, or even the mechanism of I'm going to attach X as a part of my identity. Um, you know, I think that that's cool. I think that's really interesting. Um, and it's, it's hard not to, I, it's hard not to look at it in terms of money grabs because I even see a lot of those uses as uh, disposable oh, or, or, it, or, it, or, Oh, it's, it's, it, it, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a land rush brother. Like, it, like and, whenever, and it, whenever there's it, a lot I, of money would, slashing around, there's going to be a lot of people who are looking to pick I it up. Say that you know, there's so much feeding into the money grab is the people who are eager for the identity. If you take those people away who want the identity and want to be part of this membership club, then all of a sudden your market collapses and, and or not collapsingly, but that's what I'm saying is like, yes, it's a money grab and it's, it's people, you look at how quickly people are creating stuff. And I talk to people, you're hundred percent right, but I'm saying it's a money grab because there is a, there are people out there who have some money or some, will put money into the system because of it. Oh, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I understand, you know, speculative value just uh, yeah i don't know i would i would just think with so much money and if we're talking if we're saying you know okay well a lot of these bad actors are a big numbers thing then well where are where where is the blaze ball of blockchain where is the big where's the thing that makes us love it because where's the halo killer right well and and i think that you've brought up a really good point uh, uh, or, or something I've been thinking about obliquely, which is part of the problem is is not um, the uh, uh, not the actions of the people in the in group because the people in the in group all understand cryptocurrency. They all understand uh, that they are on the precipice of a 
uh, society transforming uh, find unfor- uh, 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 the frustration or the, 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 the confounding factor is how many people don't understand this world at all. And, and um, you know, imagine, imagine if the four of us legitimately suddenly each had $50 million a piece and it's real money, but we don't, we can only spend it with each other. Like, it would look very silly to people on the outside that we are spending millions of dollars for slices of pizza, but there's only four of us here. And, yeah. and so, yeah, we look pretty silly, but also I'm hungry and he's got that pizza right over there. And yeah. it's also silly on survivor where people say you could either have this $10,000 flat screen series or, or television, or you could have a slice of pizza. And they're all like, yeah, I'm really hungry right now. And I would like that slice of pizza. The TV doesn't even have Chromecast, so... (laughs) Also, it took place 20 years ago. Also, I'm almost positive that Andrew was setting up a totally separate topic, and this entire segment started because Brian yelled (laughs) cryptocurrency. Sorry, I think that's... It worked out well enough. (laughs) You know what else works out well enough is your support for us. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Andrew. Patreon.com slash weird things is where you need to go right now. Literally, friends, 10 seconds is all that stands between you and a perilous fate if you don't go to patreon.com slash weird things right minute. Are now. you just, sorry, the 10 seconds is the amount yep. of time it takes for you to stab them? Eight, nine. <laughs> no, no, my uh, wait, that was the opposite way. <laughs> talk, talk about FOMO. Uh, I missed we, out we, on we, We're setting the clock to 30 seconds because <laughs> if you don't head on over there right now and get all the value you can unlock by becoming a paying Patreon of the Weird Things podcast, then indeed... <laughs> You will have a horrifying fate befall you, friends, and it gives me no pleasure to say that there is a dark, grim, grim future for you if you do not give us money, but it is my solemn duty. 29. Uh, 30. (laughs) I'll tell you what, man, as as one of the three, four co-hosts of the (laughs) Weird Things podcast... (laughs) I'm, I'm really excited. Happy to be back. (laughs) elon musk gave us an update thursday on the status of starship starship is the plans of elon musk and spacex to build a completely reusable spacecraft which we've talked about at length here and the progress so far one of the biggest things comes down to is they're trying to build the the raptor engines which is a radically new form of uh, engine architecture for spacex to do and they they showed their version one and their version two and how and how quickly they've iterated to get from one to the next and it's been fascinating uh i sent uh, i forgot to send this to you bryce but i sent out an article where somebody did some coverage where they spoke to somebody who is a consultant for other space companies and he would only comment off the record about their reaction to what's been going on with spacex and they were quote doing something in bed. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. They uh, were. They were. They were, they were the blanking. Blanking the bed would be the phrase. Yes, yes, that was the expression. And then what? basically said that that they are they've been in kind of denial about this, but they're having to accept the reality that if this happens, that this is you know they're this might be this might be barns. game over. Uh, yeah, they, uh, this is this is uh, all of a sudden now a big 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 slice of money falls away. Maybe we can context um maybe we could come up with a hypothetical uh uh parable. Uh imagine you worked at a company um where you wanted to charge 10 billion dollars to go to the moon and 
it looks like somebody might be able to start offering tickets for $10 million. <laughs> and imagine yeah. if you do everything right, your $10 billion flight to the moon, you'll have four flights over the next 10 years, at which point 10 years from now, old Mr. $10 million a seat is uh, already has a colony. And I would imagine that you would um, have uh, uh, incontinence in bed. <laughs> Yeah, it, it reminds yeah. me of, uh, I think we, we even brought up uh, uh, Monty Python last week, at, on last week's episode too, but that the, the beginning of Monty Python and the search for the Holy Grail, when, uh, you know, the, the guy's doing his, his uh, uh, like, and, and in medieval times, like a modern documentary looks out into the, into the field, and all of a sudden from, like, very far away, there's just, like, a guy going, uh, <laughs> and it just starts getting like closer and closer and closer until eventually yeah. he just chops his head off and then the guy's <laughs> wife is out like talking to the police. Uh, that's what I would imagine. Let's name a fictional company like Lockheed or Boeing would uh, 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 be looking at with SpaceX as it's like, oh, like, oh, 10 years ago, his guy doing a bunch of dumb stuff, lighting his money on fire, trying to be a rocket man. Oh, ha ha ha. And now it's like, Oh no! Wait now. Now we're now we're really at 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 the point where some of these more speculative contracts are are being eaten up, and if 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 you're not careful, some of the 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 even bigger money is going to go away because this is going to be so far ahead of you and so cheap that it's you know uh, going to be hard to look at how you catch up. Yeah, it's. I think it's a good analogy. Do you think you think is far away and it's, you know, it was 10 years ago that Elon Musk went to the for the National Press Club and announced that their plan to make a rocket reusable. Yeah. And then now that's it did not take 10 years to do that. We're now 10 years in and, you know, they're using their flight proven boosters go up 10 or more times and stuff. And then now I think what's scary is when people in the arcade industry look at what's going on at Starbase, uh, the, the facility in Texas, and they see that. He's literally building the production lines now to produce an engine a day. They're literally building all of these starships to go test. And it's not like they have one vehicle that if it crashes, they're doomed. And it's not like, oh, we're going to run out of money next month now. Yeah, That's not SpaceX unless they get really start like, we need to build this out of cocaine. Um, they're not in risk of that because there is, they have proven to enough groups and individuals who like to invest in outliers or you know high high risk bets. They're always going to have money. SpaceX is not going to run out of financing, even if it takes five years longer because of the track record they have. They've earned that now. They've earned that. Yes, we solved these really hard problems. Not as soon as we like, but we solve them. And it's it's hard because it's like, you get like, oh, you think we're going to be there in the next five years? Maybe 10. That's still different timeline. Than, I mean, yeah, you know, but it's like it's like yeah, they don't solve them as fast as 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 maybe you know whatever Elon tweets uh, amongst the rest of his meme lord output. But like, uh, uh, it's a breakneck pace for rocketry. <laughs> it's a breakneck pace for uh, a, a space exploration. At least again at the levels that we had come to expect from the people that were the standard bearers, and they are the people that are now, you know. Worried, and I think justifiably worried, because they if, if if they spent some of the time advancing their craft as much as uh, time and money as they spent trying to kill competitive contractors, then maybe they wouldn't be in the same situation that well, they're in right now. And it's 
The problem, too, is that it, I think it's a lot of short-sightedness. It's the early 1990s and thinking that the the internet, well, there are only going to be two markets there. That's going to be selling internet routers and browsers. That's it. Yeah. That's what the internet will be. And if we're not selling a browser, we're doomed. If we're not selling internet routers, we're doomed. Guess what our two businesses did like would be maybe a hundredth down on the list of things that you'd want to get into at this point. Yeah. Uh, and, well, well, and, and further than that, um, I mean, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm certain that we have personal friends who work at, at, at some of these companies that I, what, 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 what must that do to your morale? Like how, how does one feel seeing the, the landscape and knowing that you're selling buggy whips and, and, and watching Henry Ford off to the side, you know, like, like I, I, and, I, and, and well, and stuff that's, you know, that you got incredible talent, you got incredible talent working these other companies and, right. and it's a, they, they came about in a, uh, and basically in the, the government contracting world and defense contracting world, which is literally a system designed to not give you the thing that they want on the time they want or the money they want. And and people go, no, we, we I'm like individually, every person there is well-intentioned and wants to deliver on time. I 100% believe that. That system is not designed to do that. No. You know, like the, the people, the people can, but like literally, oh, well, we only have two people who are checking on compliance. Why do you do that? Well, because when we only have two people who are checking on this, it ends up we make more money. Like, why do you make more money? Oh, because we end up getting more overrun. Like, there are all these things. These things just evolve to become inefficient. And it's not it, when people I get I get discussions with people like, oh, no, like, how, how why would you say this about I'm like, I'm not it's not the people, it's the system. It's like the Catholic church is really good at converting people to Catholicism. You know, like it's just, these things do what they do. Uh, and the checks on the money are not there. Like the, uh, uh, generally politically speaking, uh, a Senator's job is to say, I identified a problem and I, care about that problem relative to the amount of money that I voted on putting toward it. It's very rarely. And then I kept up and checked all the receipts that were being produced from that project. And, and now I'm going to crack down on overruns because uh, my, my care extends to how that money is spent and how that money is applied. It, so like if, if there's always going to be room, if you care about, let's say space travel, there's always going to be room for that senator. Cool. I agreed on that. And I agreed on that so much that I cut another check for another gigantic amount yeah, of money. If you, if you're, you know, if I'm, you know, I'm Senator McOrange of Florida and yeah. I vote for a new Boeing, Boeing, Lockheed, whatever, new facility, you know, company to build stuff here. And I say, we need X amount of money for our, our send our humans to Pluto, you know, mission. And, it gets goes from one billion dollar plan to almost in ten billion dollars, and I'm the senator that said yes on this. Nobody blames me because also that other nine billion came back to my state. I'm a hero. Yeah, don't blame me. I voted for McOrange. Yep. So uh, Musk was talking about you know people ask like you know timeline. They're still waiting for approval for approval for the FAA as far as to being able to launch Starship from there. The FAA issued a statement today saying that we thought maybe we'd have a resolution in the next two weeks, but we're not. We have to wait another month because they have to wait for environmental impact in Boca Chica to see you know are they going to allow like regular rockets taking off from there. 
Elon explained they're back. They're at their, but they're building. They're building another launch facility in Cape Canaveral, Launchpad Thirty Nine. So they're going to be building another one capable of doing Starship, and he plans to build a factory there. So he's, there, are people are like, "What happens if you can't get approval here?" It's like, then we'll just speed up the timeline there. He's like, "We're," he's like, "We're," you know, "We're going to keep going to there," and you know, at some point, you know, it's you know, well, I talked to the Navajo people, and you know, maybe we've got some land out in the middle of Four Corners. Uh, I'm making that up, but that could happen. Yeah. Somebody asked him, like, what about the first missions? What's coming next? He says, I don't want to steal the thunder for anybody, but you're going to be hearing about things. Well, guess what? We heard about something today. One of the first, the first customer, he's got D-Moon, which we talked about before, but Polaris Dawn, the Polaris Dawn mission. You're like, Andrew, what is this? Well, remember Mr. Jared Isaacman, who brought a couple buddies up into Star, into Dragon Capsule? Remember they did the, the first privately crewed yeah. mission? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. SpaceX Dragon? He uh, apparently he's got more money to burn, and he's announced if you go to PolarisProgram.com, you can see their plan is they want to do a Dragon Crew Dragon, which is the the Falcon Nine launch one. They want to do a mission on there to test all sorts of stuff for human survivability in space. Then they plan on doing a the first mission in Starship to test its human life support capabilities. So they are paying for the privilege to be the first humans in. In Starship? Yep. Uh, wow. I wonder yep. well, uh, uh, talk about I, I wonder I wonder what that that Venmo transaction looks like. <laughs> I wonder what the dollar figure on that one is. Uh I think for Isaacman 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 is doing what Bezos would probably be doing if he was a younger guy and wasn't still trying to run everything else. Like yeah. Isaacman looks at what Elon did. Isaacman's got a ton of money and is a very good organizer and he's like cool and this is the thing we're talking about before about these other companies like i'm not saying give up on building your own rockets like you know there's still going to be a market for that but if you say if if we have rapidly reusable rockets then what's next yes then, and don't say space hotels what is next and isaacsman is like that i'll let elon build the rockets i'll raise the money to go on missions on them and try to push the science you know what uh so let's say you are at uh, a fictitious uh, behemoth of a company that is tr uh, accustomed to $10 billion missions instead of $10 million missions. Um, and let's say you don't have any reusable anything. Uh, my branding brain kicks in and says, then you figure out immediately what you can do that nobody else can do. Like, for example, there are specialty missions where, like, uh, uh, where, where you would not use a commercial airliner, but you might use uh, a, a, a hang glider or a helicopter or a something else, you know, like, like, nope, nobody, you don't send a 737 to life flight somebody out of uh, the Andes mountains. Uh, uh, so in that case, uh, maybe what they do is they pivot to, hey, let's take our existing technology and prepare for the existential threat of, a near-Earth asteroid uh, possible collision or something. Where well, yeah, I mean that's that would be great. The Brimber is they they're not going to spend any money people aren't paying them to spend, right? And so that's part of the problem is that you know Elon Musk spent billions to develop Starship. He didn't. He had government contracts that helped along the way at developing a Falcon. But when he started to do Starship, they had some little grants in the Air Force and stuff. It was literally them spending capital, making a bet on the future. These other organizations, they may go to the government and like, Brian, what you're saying, like, absolutely. But you will see there are programs like this, redirect missions and stuff. They'll go to the government and say, will you pay us $500 million to do blank? Can we get money from you to do blank? They always have to go, they go try to sell the program to the government first. 
and then try to build it. Yeah. And and I think that, but your point, like those kinds of things might be, there might be a marker for that because you might get senators and people who are worried about like, okay, Elon Musk is a very interesting personality. Are we comfortable with having him being the sole major launch provider? And and there's always going to be other kinds of launches like high altitude and military stuff where they're like the, the, the Space Force wants to have multiple companies to deal with. So there's always going to be a place for that. It gets harder and harder to justify it, though. Like we saw with NASA didn't want it to be dependent upon one provider to send astronauts to the space station. So that's why Boeing got money for the Starliner. And uh, let me check my watch. It's 2022 and Starliner has yet to carry people to the International Space Station. And they got paid like twice as much. Right, right. So, and, I, and I suppose that that opens up another avenue for speculation where it's like, um, uh, yeah, we cost 100 times as much. But we absolutely positively will have it there overnight or something where it's like, mm -hmm. like, yes, it Military. is stupidly expensive to have this non-reusable rocket ready to go at all times for whatever pops into your mind at, mind at any moment. But but uh, last time I checked, there's a bit of a line over at that other place. Yeah. Well, yeah, th that's that there's going to be a market for 100 percent. And that's kind of what the market is right now. And that there's the ULA is focusing. And if you listen to Tori Bruno, who's head of ULA and talk about what they offer and they talk about things like here's where the altitude you can't get this to. This is what we're able to do. And we got this reliable system. The reliability thing has sort of lost its much of its argument now, because like the Falcon 9 is the most like used rocket there's ever been now at this point. But there is that. But I would argue that if we really start to think bigger, like we're starting to see more private space stations under development. People are starting to think more about that. And when you think about building, I'm like, let's just build a big, huge research park in space because of all the material stuff. I think that's going to be, I think that's what it's going to be. Biomedical, all these technologies that could be potentially there. I think we're going to start seeing that by the end of this decade. People are going to realize like, oh, let's not build rockets. Let's build cities up there because of the science research. And the promise, the promise of a discovery could be enough to get trillions of investment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also think, um, uh, and, and this is going to come out more dour than I intended to, because, uh, uh, I'm not thinking of all the things I don't know to think of, uh, but, but like, uh, preparing for a black swan event in space suddenly changes all the economics where it's like, like, yes, you're paying a lot of money for us. So that if blank ever happens, and I said asteroid, but I'm sure there's other things we could think of, uh, or or let's say, um, uh, I guess another state actor or something does something, uh, who knows? Whatever, it's it's insurance and very expensive insurance, uh, but but there's there's value in it. Mm -hmm. Hundred percent agree. Uh, looking at the timeline of SpaceX, Crew Dragon did its first launch with people in April 2020 which is coming up soon, will be two years ago. And wow. Starliner, and there, remember there was this whole, who's going to get there first? Maybe Boeing Starliner, because they've got, you know, like, oh, they've got all this experience working on this. Like, like the guys building Starliner were the ones hammering out the Apollo craft. It's yeah. Like, like it's, well, the, covering the average age of people in the aerospace industry, how it's like increased by like 30 years since then, there is a probability it could be that. That's, one of the other problems, too, is when you look at the average age of people in certain industries or certain companies and you go like, why are they so quick and fast? Like, well, there's a wealth of experience here. They know how to do a thing and they don't spend as much time trying to figure it out. But this other group is very energized and isn't, you know, under the same sort of like uh, daily time constraints.
that makes any yeah. sense about well, citing the ageist. But uh, <laughs> that is a big thing. That's one of the big things. Like the average average age of like people at NASA under Apollo was something like twenty eight. Average age at people at NASA now is like fifty something or whatever. Oh wow! Um, and you see this in like universities. Like if you look at the average age of an employee at a university, you know, thirty years ago it was being thirties. Now it's people in their fifties. It's like it's just different people at different points of life are now running these things and and it can be a sign of and that's not a bad thing necessarily if i have a lawyer maybe my best lawyer somebody's got that much experience if i have a doctor i kind of want the guy that's not you know two weeks into the job and wants to try things it's 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 not a old bad young good it's varies but anyhow uh so exciting i think we're going to hear about more missions clearly he's got people a lot of excited a lot of people excited about this uh one we're spacing we talked about them before astra which had that um really was silly that knee-jerk reaction when their rocket um had an abort while it was on the launch pad and you watched the stock just dive in the middle of the day yeah and uh well they had another mishap oh no was it as perfectly timed so, as and perfectly comical as the other one? This this Astro was and, the one that that had the exit stage left one. They right? just boogied on yeah. sideways, yeah. yeah. So then they had their the launch abort that failed, and then or the uh, the launch. Then finally, that rocket did launch, uh, but the fairings that cover the the cargo, the the, the upper stage rather, didn't open like you see video inside of there where they don't open and then all of a sudden the rocket thrusters kick on and the flare fairings just blow apart oh, and the Jesus. upper stage goes tumbling also so, instead of fuel it was jelly beans not a good thing for yeah. a rocket need this rocket stuff fuel is hard it's a Wait, joke this is really hard is, fun is, is is the joke that they're that they put jelly beans in the rocket yeah i mean jelly beans really it was just no a funny they're not phrase. they're not yeah. at all yeah i was no, about to say not, like i'm trying to understand I'm the joke, joke. It, it's just we, it's just we a had, mr bean done the style thing. foolery yeah. it's just like oh my god why did that go wrong <laughs> oh doug did you put jelly beans in instead of the jet fuel and meanwhile he's eating jet fuel and you're like <laughs> like oh no not again <laughs> I gotta protect my steel beams. Exactly. So when can we when can we go watch your lock? You all just let Justin? that one when, slide. When are we gonna see huh? You gotta call me out every time. Oh, I'm just. <laughs> El Nino, nine eleven. Uh, Astra is a team of 126 people. They've been at this. They were founded in 2016, so they're relatively new. They're just over five years. Not having reached their their sixth birthday yet. Yeah. Um. They're working with, you know, what resources they have on hand. And I think that everything's super visual now, which is exciting and frustrating because, you know, when you're streaming your launches, you get to see this thing not work in real time. Um, I, uh, you know, these small things, SpaceX had its share and everybody oh, yeah. has their share of it. And so I think that from a fundamental point of view, like the, the rocket engine's working, the really hard stuff kind of seems to be working guys so I'm, yeah. I'm like keep at it keep at I it mean, well, you know, and, and to, like, to kind of take the conversation full circle we're kind of back to the um look man uh, uh, in in the growth development phase you got to go through that phase where you blow up a lot of rockets we saw nasa do it we saw spacex do it and i'm thrilled to see uh, uh more and more companies going through that phase yep so i 
it makes for sort of fun comic relief to an extent, but we talked about before, like for the people working there, like, listen, like we're, we're, it's, uh, we're paying attention. We're watching what you're doing. And we appreciate the fact of that you're pushing the envelope and trying to do something different. And it's hard. Salute. Really, really hard. Salute so. to Astra. Yep. Keep, keep on trucking. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. gentlemen, do you want to do picks? Uh, yeah, dude. You ever, you ever have a million dollar idea and then, uh, you go look it up, and somebody two years ago had the same million idea, dollar idea, only they're actually about to make a million dollars. That happened last night. Last, last night, I had an idea, and uh, as a matter of fact, time-sensitive reminders. Tell Corey and Justin about your Wikipedia sleepcast, starting with an exciting, cool fact summary, and then reading that gets slower and slower and slower until you fall asleep. My idea, my thought last night, because the problem with all those sleep casts is you have to decide. There's that moment you have to hit go. I want to listen to something so boring it'll put me to sleep. So the trick is you tell yourself, no, I'm going to hit go. I'm going to learn. I'll show you. I'm going to stay awake. Oh, oh. And then you fall asleep because somebody's just reading Wikipedia articles. Turns out somebody had that same idea two years ago, is now two years into their podcast and uh, last night I listened to the latest episode and he said, hey, just so you know, tonight we're going to learn about Heath Ledger, but the whole podcast is about to go away because I'm going to make an app made up of all of these episodes. So Wikisleep is going to be better than ever. And I hope that dude makes all the money in the world because I'll tell you what, man, I could tell you a little bit about Heath Ledger that I didn't know yesterday morning, but not the entire story. Because <laughs> I definitely fell asleep. It's, it's great. I, That's cool. That's clever. I had, uh, you know, you, you go through that phase when you first uh, have ideas, and we're like, ideas, and I have an idea, I have an idea, and then you realize, everything starts an idea, and then the real hard part is like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to build a podcast studio in Texas, Brian. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, man, that seems like an efficient way, especially if you could, like, fly in talent using only airline miles that yeah. you've accrued I'm, over a 30-year career. I'm going to do mine, but I'm, I'm going to do mine in Houston. It's yeah. a different idea. I mean, I mean, And nope. all you're seeing, all you're like, let's listen, you're like, good luck. It's <laughs> 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 like, I hear, like, ah, oh, someone, because I had from people, I know people raising money, like, oh, we just raised $2 million of venture capital to do this stuff. Like, okay. You're going to be able to throw kind of a cool party, but not really too big one because your VCs are going to be looking at that money. <laughs> Two, you, you didn't get, nobody just put $2 million into your bank account and said, yeah, we trust you. Do it. If you, you know, also, like, you're now going to feel guilty about what you pay yourself in payroll. You actually have this sort of chain around your neck now because it's people are like, oh, they made $2 million. No, they did not make $2 million. No. They were given the keys to $2 million and some people standing around watching them how they spend it. And now they've got to go, do I hire this person? Do you think I should hire this person? Should I hire that person? I don't know. And then, well, and, and th there um, was this weird moment of uh, confused uh, self-reflection where I had to ask, like, am I jealous he thought of it first? Or am I happy that it already exists and has two years of development on me? <laughs> and, and it turns out I'm more happy because uh, that's a, it, it turns out I got all the validation of knowing it was a good idea and don't have to lift a finger. I mean, on the other side, 
Seems like the podcast market for this just opened up. Uh, okay. Well, that was yeah. maybe the second yeah. thought that I had. Money man. And that is and and Brian, to like there is the whole idea of listen to this while you sleep, help you sleep and may help you learn is decades old. So you know, you're not if you're like, Oh, I want to pursue your take on that, like, well, congratulations. That's you're 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 going into a field that's very well established. I remember having conversations in high school with my friend's dad, who was a psychologist, about like, you know, audio books, audio tapes at the time and sleep and stuff and can you learn, can you do this? Whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with uh, learning in your sleep or anything like that. To me Well, yeah, I I get it's not we know sleep running doesn't work, but my point was at that. My point though was the idea of people using them as a way to relax and go to sleep. I was, I had the idea a week ago, I told a friend, I'm like, man, like, I think I might just write books that start and don't finish because I keep listening to the same audiobook every night over and over again and have to restart <laughs> it because an audible that was just like books that start and then fade away because I often never finish a book on audible when I go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think your, your idea is interesting because, uh, we are now in kind of a renaissance for, I mean, any, I, I found this out when I had my back injury and, and sleeping all of a sudden, which had come very easy to me, became very hard. Right. I, I immediately realized that there are a few things in life for which if you are afflicted by them, you will pay or do any amount of money or anything possible to remedy and sleep is maybe among the biggest uh, uh 100% there's that moment where you think like uh genie pops up and it's like okay you can sleep every night but you'll lose some number of years of your life will it be uh 20 years i'm like yes that's enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a no 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 like, negotiation like, like, yeah exactly like, i like, was gonna go down to three <laughs> yeah. but the 20 is still on the table cool exactly yeah, give me that uh, uh, but, but yeah, that, that the idea now is that it is choice paralysis and it's like, well, do I really like Sam Elliott enough to listen to him read 40 different cowboy stories? Like, eh, maybe, maybe I don't, but for you, it's, it was it's like that lie because, because it was like, like, it was like, Oh wait, no, I would actually, I'll always hit this button because I could learn a bunch of bar trivia uh, uh, right as I fade to sleep. And so that's going to be more worthwhile than Sam Elliott cowboy stories or Jeff Goldblum or, or, or listening the to the Mars buggy on headspace for the millionth time. It's like, yeah, I know I learned three facts about how far Mars is from earth, whatever. Yeah. But, but uh, a constant stream of that it's interesting. Hey, uh, uh, I, I like a show on the streaming platform, HBO max, HBO Max. The Peacemaker. It's my favorite thing. It's so fun. I like it. I was shocked to hear, Andrew, did you know this? That uh, they shot five episodes with another actor as the vigilante, his uh, Peacemaker sidekick, and then went back, recast it, and reshot all of the vigilante scenes from the first five episodes uh because I did not know that they had they had creative differences with the uh with 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 the other actor. Yeah, the guy that got he's amazing. He's like I think he's like the best on the show. He's it's so just... good. He's got this he's got this barely suppressed smile the whole time. Like even as he goes into his bonkers irrational, you know, arguments and 
you could tell that that you could play this as a guy who cares deeply about being specifically right about things, but instead he's just got this bemused aura about him. Uh, and it's mainly in the eyes. I don't know exactly what it is, but I just love There's, it. It puts me at ease in in, in all those moments. It's he great. has all of the earnestness of your most delightful Mormon friend and all of the empty emotioned reasoning of a sociopath. Like yes. it is, it is, it is so great. It's such a great James Gunn character. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, finale this week and man, I, I, I don't know what my expectations were going into it, but, uh, it has only just layered uh, more and more awesome on top of uh, 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 everything. It's just what what a what a win, and and also without getting into spoilers, I just love that James Gunn makes things hurt, and not in a way that like Joss Whedon was famous for like randomly taking something away from you. Uh, and that being like his his way to keep you on your toes was just ah now a character's gone or now uh, but also like when in James Gunn stuff like when somebody dies they kind of die like when 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 something's taken away it it changes the story and and I think in television in general that has a a, a habit of kind of rewriting over its mistakes and dead characters come back to life or they're and suddenly you're ruling with respect and yeah. <laughs> get me started. Get me started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing I like the most about it is that they don't strip every ounce of agency out of, uh, out of, out of, out of uh, any, any decision that any of the main characters make. Uh, anyway, so peacemaker, I like it. I like peacemaker. The, the intro doesn't do anything for me. Oh, you! I know. You, it's I'm a, a Grinch. It's, no, I'm the Grinch. You, you are. This is a this is a Hall of Fame <laughs> Grinch thing. Like just this one little ray of sunshine that everybody loves, and Bryce <laughs> just has to run into just run into this room. A full on party is happening, and just says, "Ah, he's. Uh, I don't like the punch. He's a. Uh, <laughs> he's in good company. My 17 year old daughter Penelope said pretty much the same thing. She's like." <gasps> It's so weird because every element of this I should like. The show's incredible. Um, the show but, is But I, it just uh, this intro does literally nothing for me. It, it's, it's I just uh, whatever. Go, is, go, is it the try, is it the, the fact that they're trying too hard like they're it's the effort that 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 that, that well, sets you off? And no, it's it's you it's know, long and I don't think that they put it I mean it's a very uh there's there's a lot of work they put into it but I I don't any i don't can know I, what i'm supposed to feel watching it it, it reminds me I, of the a smile you crusty old crone <laughs> that's what you're can supposed I, to feel can i just say something yeah can i just say something yes mm-hmm. uh and just for context uh abrams has his his crowd-pleasing lens flares that we all look forward to and we're like please jj if you don't put some lens flares in there i'm gonna be disappointed because it just makes the scene and pulls the drama together uh, Spike Lee had his like rolling camp, walk people standing still but being pulled forward to the camera. He he's yep. got his little trademark like that. Mm. Uh, Tarantino maybe has his feet. Uh, <laughs> Gun's got his Gun's got his dance numbers. Everything he, he does, does got a dance number. Yeah, and he so loves, by doing this, hmm. we don't have to have them break out to song and dance in the middle of every episode. Yeah, I guess I and I think I um I I. I'm a Grinch. I'm a Grinch. I am a Grinch. But also, like, m- when I see musical numbers in movies or TV now, I feel like, uh, I feel like every 
CG like kid animated movie I've seen for the past 10 or 15 years has to have a dance party or a dance sequence at the end. It has to end in a big dance celebration. It's very never go to India. And <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's weird when 60 I... minutes in India, when they just break out of the dance. <laughs> uh, I've got a pick. This is very, uh, this is a weird one because I went to go look for like uh, information or a page to tell you about this great cool thing, and there um, is not any. And it's interesting because so I was on vacation last week, uh, and a lot of people involved, a lot of people with phones, a lot of people taking photos and stuff. And uh, I thought, oh my gosh, like almost all of us have iPhones. Let's try and share photos. Uh, with the Photos app, you know, the built-in photo. It's built in. I'm paying for iCloud stuff. Almost everyone's got it. And I'll be gosh darned if it didn't work pretty well. Um, it, 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 we, the last, when I was, when I went to Arizona last year, it was a lot of text me that. Oh, text me that. Oh, send me that. Oh, send me that. Oh, send me that. Um, and now to just be like, hey, here's the text message. Click it on your phone. You now just have it. And and so not only like does it show up for people in in their photos app on their phone if they want it but they have like a public link so that you can just share it with the oh. family who have um androids check the fit um, <laughs> you know i don't know it just does nothing for me <laughs> Just yeah, it just bit. seems like Beanie Babies. Just kind of Wait, what do you, like... you collect a bunch of photos? Uh, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. It. It's just not connected <laughs> with me. It's just not. Sorry. Uh, so I'm uh, a Grinch. I'm a Grinch. I'm a Grinch. I am a Grinch. I'm a Grinch. Maybe I'm too old. I'm some kind of audio elder. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it it was very interesting that we could you know go and capture these moments and uh, share them. It, all of my dad just uploaded every image like i almost just showed you their house okay. uh, <laughs> welcome to doxing things so, so that's a weird little bit of it because it, um i don't know if you've ever have any of the three of you used the shared albums i have not no on ios uh you know what's funny is i think one person shared an album with me from five years ago and uh and when i there. go to albums it's still it's like him working on a car but <laughs> but you know what's I I had that too. I have oh, a yeah, buddy who like like when they first came like ten years ago. That like uh, friend from high school. We have this thing. Ah, re reminder of this album. You guys could add a photo here if you wanted. Okay. Well, cool. what's interesting is that the way that the shared albums work and the way that it's been built out over the years, like there is a secret social network hiding right here. Like if people yeah. had the wherewithal and got over the 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 issue of it being ios only um it's if they got... would just get over the fact that you have to <laughs> that you have no choice of what phone to have God, a bunch of babies not uh, even well, no, i mean I, I i agree it could be better and it's also like not a popular thing apparently but you can leave comments you multiple people can upload images you can save stuff for offline you can like comment you can control what's in there and i i just i it, it was so easy and i'm i i just thought like oh my gosh i can have a I could have one for the trivia group and we can talk about trivia stuff there. The our wordle group could have one and it just goes there. 
you know, my I, family would love to see photos of me, and I don't call them enough, so we could have that, and they could get a little. Hey, here's a picture from I, Bryce. I, I think yeah. it was Justin uh, uh, was the first person that I'd heard position the group chat stuff as a secret social network of like four, four, oh, yeah. four or five years ago. No, yeah. I think I think especially as like the chat as a platform stuff was really hot like five years ago. That like if you think of just iChat or, or iMessage, whatever, whatever it's called as a social network, it's an yeah. massive and, and, and undeniable, uh, platform. But I think it's, it's Apple's, you know, one of Apple's inherent, uh, uh, weaknesses has for a long time been reliability of services. Uh, uh, and, and I, I do think that that could be built out more. So mm -hmm. it was easier, uh, to do stuff because the way that it works now it's is clunky. that you, you often find a new feature on your iPhone accidentally. You just like accidentally hold your finger on a button too long. And it's like, oh, would you like to alert all your friends that this thing is there? And you're like, oh, I, I could do I that. I guess, yeah. maybe. And then it works once and then you try it a second time. And it's like, uh, all of your old contacts have <laughs> just deleted everything on your phone. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. like well, that'll that'll learn me. And, uh, you know, it's it's so fascinating because using it i understand you know i'm i'm a technical person i i did not have much trouble using it and i you know to my eyes that's like kind of perfect like it's built into their phones they just do a thing they can see it even if they're not on the iphone yeah and if if this is a thing that people want which is to like share images with each other and have a you know have a social media or a, a, a networking element with commenting whatever like that is a big sleeper, and I'm really surprised people don't do it more. I would, I, I'm, I would like to dive in and see if people may, if people are using it or if not. Because I mean, here's the great, the thing that makes it great is you could ask Apple, and they will remain silent on an answer, <laughs> which is why people like it. And, and you know, to, to to something that you said earlier, Justin, like if the point of social media is to get two people to talk to each other and have a good conversation. This is perfect. That's uh, it, uh, it, it, not the point of social media, right? The point of social media is to create impressions so for which you can sell ads. The against. point of the business is to do that. Yes, which is the reason why it exists. Now you're right. Mm, the okay. feature that but, we want that sure. we that we might believe we are getting is human connection, uh, either from friends or strangers, for which uh, uh, you can you can have these these things, and that's where I think the soft idea of a social network, not mass communication, not influencing, but rather how can we better interact with each other? That's, that is a lane for Apple because they are selling the safe Harbor Buy our phone and have this yeah. better life free from the expectation that we are going to try to monetize. You. And they're kind of perfectly positioned for it other than the, the platform thing. Or rather, or rather we are monetizing you on the way in. Right, exactly. Is that people know that? Like, give you, me, give you me pay your a money. lot, and then Apple. Hey, Apple is making iPhoto netbook, and you don't pay anything. We don't put ads on it. You just share pictures and leave comments and yeah, give thumbs up, and that's all it is. Because totally your dad forgets that he hasn't stopped uploading, and uh, you know now you're taking a you're looking at a picture of a mole that you're I, trying to send to his doctor. I had to delete some photos before I shared that album with. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just thought it was very cool. And if you're in a position where, hey, 
I'm sure your parents would like to get photos. And if you've talked them into having an iPhone, I'm sure they would love a little thing on their phone that says, hey, here's a new photo from child. Here so, we go. There you go. Andrew? I I just want to add that I love Apple, but it gets frustrating because, like, you know, when we started with phones, they weren't supposed to be as sophisticated as computers, but then we wanted more features and sophistication, which is understandably so. And then, you know, now I get to a point where I sit down, I'm trying to write, and I get an alert on my iMac, like, hey, we detected your AirPods. I'm like, oh I think I saw God. a setting where I Dude, could say, like, worst. don't do you this. You can't walk 20 feet. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 I love oh, my right? Raycons. Um, <laughs> I wish it would show the connect button more. Mine don't switch fast no, enough. I, mine the, say that they are lost when they yes. are definitely not lost. One, oh, yeah, one AirPod, that. it yes. keeps saying, you just left it in this other place you Time were. Sensitive. And it's like, no, I didn't. It's in my pocket, you ding dong. Yeah. Yeah, that, like they need I to fix sit that. here in front of my computer and I don't move. I'm other than my head a bit, and every now and then, hey, you, you AirPods, you want to? I'm like, you know, I've been here for the last f an hour. I'm pretty good, pretty good. Listen to my phone. I don't think I need to do this right now. I, it's cool. And then I, I wish that they had the connect button more because there's not an easy way to. There's if you don't connect it, there's not an easy way to do it on your own. Or I mean, it's not as hard. It doesn't take as long as Bluetooth, but it's. It's a whole. I gotta go to the control center. I gotta go to the thing. I gotta pick the source. I, and I, gotta... I hear you. I I just think that like because I have I have three active Apple devices right around me. Right, I think my yeah. I have four Apple devices right here. Having that pop up all the time. Yeah. When yeah. I'm doing a task, I'm connected to a thing, and I and I know like I'm like oh, there's a setting like. There's not, ain't no universal setting, and I'm pretty sure I set up my Mac, and I'm pretty sure after an update or something, this thing went back, and so. Those are thing, and I will be in meetings. I'll be in like meetings and talking to somebody. Da 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 da, and I'll see the audio just went to my phone. Yeah. And oh, I'm that's like, the worst. Ah, it's, this is great. Yeah. In that I work with former people that were at Apple. I let them hear it, and it has not their fault at all. It had nothing to do with it. But it's I still, would get it. Oh, I, Apple. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna yell at you like a cashier here. <laughs> I, I would happily Let me press see your manager. I would happily press one button every time. Than all of the times when I needed to press a button and I could not. But press the one. problem is not the button; it's when it keeps popping up and no. But that's you. what I'm. I'm hey, I, 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 I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> Just yeah. to, to put, I agree with you. If that was not the workflow, if there was a button or something else, what's your pick, Andrew? Yeah. What's your pick, Andrew? AirPods, actually. No. Um, hey! uh, <laughs> Uh, I did, I did just to, cause I'm always like my, my preferred device isn't actually my phone. It's actually my iPad. And I got, I have the, I have the iPad pro, the pencil, which I love, but then I use, I got an iPad mini just cause I found myself sometimes sitting there wanting just something casual. So the iPad mini is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I, pretty cool. I've had two or three minis over the years and I think that they're great. I think they're a really yeah. cool size. Um, and if you want to take it on the go, it is very akin to a large iPhone. And the new, the new ones with the the larger screen area, and you know they have the pro features. It's what I like. So I had the first mini, which I dug. I thought it was a perfect, great form factor. Hmm. And I'm like, do I want to get one again? And I got. I'm like, oh no, this is really nice. I have to you know put on my reading glasses, you know, when I need to use it. But <laughs> yeah. And the, Other than that. the I switched to the bigger iPad Air because the phones got bigger. I probably would have kept the mini if the yeah. phones didn't keep getting bigger, but I didn't, it was so close in size to the same thing and they weigh the same. 
the air compared to the mini at the time. So I might as well just yeah. get a bigger screen and yeah, but the, the mini, the mini is a great size. And I'm open to like, I think what's exciting too is that, uh, you can get, you can get a hundred dollar Android tablet and it's going to be great. It'll it can compare to where things were before, you know, the, the, oh, yeah. all of these things are really good. I have the latest pixel phone, which, you know, I mess around with stuff. It's good. I don't like the design that much, but you know, the features and capabilities on there, it's like, I get why there are people who like it. I like prefer the iOS system is, you know, frustrating sometimes it can be, but I get it. And we're in a very lucky place. Indeed. Nice. It's been weird. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>